Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the PSG Talking Podcast. My name is Ed and I'll be your host throughout the show. But before we get started, it's important to note that this was recorded on Wednesday during PSG's match against Strasbourg. So you'll hear us talk a lot about Thomas Tuchel and his situation, but obviously at the time, we didn't know he was going to be sacked a day later. Talk about poor timing. Either way, we think it's a great show. We talk about PSG's recent form, injuries, Champions League, transfers, and we even bring in fellow contributor Mark Damon into the conversation for the second part of the podcast just to spice things up a little bit. Thank you as always for listening and happy holidays from everyone at PSG Talk. Joining me today are fellow contributors Guillaume and James. Fellas, how is everything going? Great. I'm sorry, not paying attention. I'm watching, I'm watching the game. <laughs> yeah, as, it is, as it stands right now, it is 1-0... PSG at their Pembele's goal. Pembele! Um, good he for the youngster. So he but it, he did score the goal, but how does it feel to be supporting a team not at the top of League One? I mean, it's, it's been a, a little while. I love, I love yeah. League One this year, dude. I mean, like, are we complaining that we're not leading by 20 points? Really? Is it what we want? Or oh, it's like a share, you know, it's, it's a wealth of emotions. Mm-hmm. We want to, but at the same time, we don't because we want some suspense. Well, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All the English media, they don't really have a whole lot to say. They can't say, they oh, never PSG. do. <laughs> they you know, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. So PSG are in a, definitely in a title race. And we're going to touch on that in a second. But I want to, you know, since the last PSG talking, you know, PSG have lost to Leon and they drew 0-0 to Lille, um, two of the teams that they're battling with at the top of Ligon. So Let's just let's talk about the league right there. Is is winning it a serious question for PSG? The last time it happened was with uh, Unai Emery at the helm. So James, would, can PSG not win league on? And what implications will that have for the team? I mean, sure. There's there's always a possibility that that they don't. Um, I think the only implication that it might have is um, whatever, however warm Tuchel's seat is, mm-hmm. probably would be even more warm. Um, dare I say, hot um, to his bosses. I don't know. Um, I don't know how the fans feel um, overall about like how important this, this league title would be. I know for me personally, I don't, I don't think it's you know that big of a deal based on all the things that we're actually trying to accomplish. Um, but I think it's, it's great for the league that there's some kind of parity and, and competition here. Um, and that might actually, you know, keep some of our stars around that they're that they don't feel like that it's uh, something that they're going to cakewalk through all the time. If you've always got some kind of competition and and you kind of have to be uh, on top of your game all the time. That's a good point. And you know, I mentioned we PSG didn't win the league with Unai Emery, and it was Monaco and Mbappe at the time. You know, I guess you could say Monaco is a bit of a rival, um, but Marseille is the main rival. They're, they're sitting in fifth place right now. You know, losing out to a Lille side or a Leon side, which both teams are full of players that 
a lot of Premier League teams would love to poach some of their players. Um, for you, Guillaume, are you starting to come to the grips that PSG could actually lose the league? And how much do you blame COVID and the amount of games and everything else for the way the team is playing? Or do you put that on just the strength of the league in general? I wish I could have uh, a quick answer for you. Um, We've got time. Okay. Um, you, oh, oh, the bad tackle. Oh, the bad tackle on Rafinha. Um, you think that, you know, Paris Saint-Germain raised the level in Ligue 1. It's like, eventually, it's going to have some effects, positive effects, on on other teams. And you can see does, like the fear... The, the, like, remember a few years ago, they were terrified, powerless. It was a, a slaughter. And then, little by little, you know, some teams had good performance at Parc des Princes or at home. And then now the team has a human dimension. Yes, some world-class players and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But still 11 against 11. And the belief is, you can you can obviously say it's, it's way higher now. Um... Teams play football against us. They don't just like park the bus and then hope for the best. They play football. Um, and it's wonderful to watch. They try things. They, they play football. They play, they, play, they play their chances. And that's a sign. And um, so I think it's, it's got a positive effect. It's, it's bringing up the level of League One. And this year... Um, we, we've been waiting for this in a long time. We have the top teams performing. Well, Marseille is kind of a mystery, but in Lingua, in Lingua they, they're doing great. Lyon is also up there, thank God. And um, what happened to Lyon last year in Champions League um, uh, is, a, is huge for this club. And uh, they, they, they've, they've proven that, you know, they can win away in, on any football ground. They are that type of team, and they've done it to us. But we'll talk about the game. That's reasons also why they've done it. And then Lille, super interesting team this year. No big names, but they've done like um, a wonderful job as as a club and, and the, the staff to to pick the right players. Like there's a harmony. I mean, wow, wow, they. They didn't have the best games, uh, the best game against us, and and because defensively we are we are no joke anymore, guys, no joke, and it's wonderful to see. And they didn't, they you know they they were not. It was not their the best attacking game. They were not flowing as as usual, but they they could win the title. They have um, for me the best you know besides. Paris, of course, the best team in League One, and um, but it's so fragile. I mean, their bench, all these other teams' benches, uh, except Lyon, maybe, are very fragile. Um, but it could be a, it could, yeah, we could lose the title this year, and then there'd be a, another share um, of emotions, good and bad. Uh, it hurts to not win the title, but at the same time, it makes winning the title more, uh, more. You know, beautiful and, and precious and, and, and great. Um, and you see another 
in other championships, Germany, for example, or Spain, it happens. You will see another club, you know, Dortmund in Germany here and there, um, Leverkusen years ago, years ago, Atletico in Spain. Um, it can, of course, happen in, in League One, and it used to. I mean, League One has been through some absurd phases, like seven different winners back to back to back to back to back, and then Lyon wins seven titles in a row, then Was Paris, it? and then Montpellier is like the first year uh, the Qataris took over. And then we win, win, and Monaco. I remember that Montpellier side was a uh, Giroud was on that on that team, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, more than Giroud, they had an incredible team that year. Incredible team, Belanda. Um, I mean, beautiful team. Um, so it looks like it's it's hard to know. I mean, if Lille has a couple of injuries at, at key positions, then they're done. And uh, chances are they, they 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 will, but they may have someone else on the bench. Who knows? But yeah, that that's great. This year, um, it's the so far the most interesting League One year we've seen in in ages. Ages. Yeah. There's that old excuse where it's like, oh, PSG don't do well in the Champions League because the League One is so easy for them, and so that people don't know what they're talking yeah. about. How about Bayern yeah. Munich? Yeah. They're in a bit of a title race, too. You have Leipzig and Leverkusen and a few others. So I'm thinking it's probably a little bit of COVID and then and the, the change in the schedules and the amount of games. I think that's taxing on the players. And oh, I also geez. think it's a good point what you said. I think the French League is getting a lot stronger. There's, these teams at the top stronger. are really good. Um, yes, yeah, something. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I wanted to mention the pace. Holy mother of God. Um, I love, I love Lille, uh, Lille Paris Saint-Germain. The pace was unreal. The athleticism, I mean, that's, yeah, they stepped up. There's, yes. there's something there, technically and physically. Well, I, um, I wanted to point this out. You mentioned the pace. Um, Get French Football News retweeted this. Um, and it said, Ligue 1 is currently eclipsing the Premier League in terms of pressing intensity. Um, in this graph, I, I tweeted it out a couple days ago. If you go to at PSG Talk, you'll see it. So people kind of sleep on the French League, but they're pressing and the quality is really good. I'm sorry. I didn't. I saw your face. I thought we were mystical. Maria is, oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to keep on, on track here. So you mentioned injuries you know, to Lille, but one team that has been absolutely decimated by injuries is PSG. And James, the biggest one is probably Neymar's injury. Um, the official website, I'm pulling it up here, they said, you know, following the sprain of his left ankle, there's some bruising to the bone, and he continues to go, undergo treatment at the training ground. He's expected to make his return in January. So Neymar is out until January, but I was looking it up. Kimpembe, Kurzawa, Florenzi, Paredes, Pereira, Sarabia, Cardi, Diallo, and Bernard all have various injuries. And so looking at just the Neymar injury, could this potentially be a good thing for PSG in that he will be a little bit fresher maybe he doesn't risk getting a more severe injury right around the holidays right as you know the weather's cold and um before going on break i mean could this be a good thing he'll come back he'll be able to play a few games and get ready for that big round of 16 match against barcelona how do you take the name or injury um i don't ever subscribe to the fact that injuries are ever a good thing yeah no um because you know they happen they're they're always they're never planned to happen so um 
I mean, I guess if you wanted to play devil's advocate, you could always say, well, you know he's going to get injured, so rather him get yeah. injured before than during. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, if you've if you've ever played a sport, you know you can't play that way. Um, you have to go out there and and just you you have to play as if you're not going to get injured um, because otherwise, you know, that's a great way to get injured is to go out there and be timid and you know you got guys trying to tackle you and and things like that. So. You know, I I don't know that it's beneficial. I think it'd be more beneficial if he was just healthy the whole time and uh, and stayed match fit and yeah. and things like that. So, you know, hopefully he gets back on time. Um, you know, you're, you're you're telling me he has a bone contusion. So, I mean, that's not to me. That's not that bad. Um, that's a you know, ice it up, get some treatment and. You might have to, you know, he, he'll get to come back um, when the pain tolerance is enough for him to feel like he can go. Um, and hopefully that's early January. Hopefully he gets in, gets back into the swing of things. Hopefully it's not something where it's right before the uh, the CL match in the round of 16. And, you know, it's a game time decision. And we have a 60% hobbled Neymar um, because at some point, uh, you do have to decide if you're a manager is a 60% Neymar or whatever percent Neymar give still going to give you more than a hundred percent of name another person. Um, the answer is probably, um, as long as Neymar's on the pitch, you got to be a little worried about what he's going to do. But, um, again, just to reiterate, I don't, I don't think that his injury helps us no, he doesn't. at all. Well, it's almost, I don't think he's ever gone through an entire season without being injured. And we've seen some real devastating injuries where he's out six months. So I'm looking at it that way. Like, if you just accept Namor's going to get injured, he takes a beating on the pitch. Just accept he's going to get injured at some point. So my thinking is like, okay, well, if this is his injury let's for the year, the way. then maybe this is, yeah, let's get it out of the way. It's not that serious. He'll get a month off to relax and is right ahead, right before that big match against his former club. So I'm looking at it from that point of view. Like, him getting injured is just an inevitable thing right now. I mean, it's every year. So, I mean, Guillaume, you kind of agree with James one. there? Yeah, no, uh, completely. I mean, I think it's it's not good at all. He was coming back to his level. Um, you can tell when he scores, the way he scored too. I mean, the goal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the goal he scored um, last time was incredible. And then, boom, injured again. Uh, so... You know, uh, he's going to be okay, but it's going to take him, it takes him in general like a month minimum to go back to a decent physical level. So is he going to be fit or close to 100% against Barcelona? Don't we want to see that? I mean, my God. He can't miss that. He won't let himself It's not even missing. It's it's like being being Neymar. Mm Mm-hmm. We want Neymar to be Neymar against against Barcelona because you know he's looking forward to that game. Oh yeah. Oh, he's looking forward to that game. Oh yeah. He wants to devour that game. Can we let so, fans in for that game in both stadiums? Like that's what the football world has been waiting for Neymar's return and for these two teams to match up. Like not happening. Everyone who has a vaccine. <laughs> Just coming to the stadium. 
maybe uh maybe you know it's it's feb it's gonna be february mm-hmm. don't know there's after thanksgiving there was another wave yeah it's just um, a shame a, that we've you know, been waiting there's gonna for be another game. wave after christmas too of course it's not gonna be it's not gonna be um for, for, forget it um yeah. you know yeah well it's okay well it's it, that it is what it is and fans will come back and but, well, um, we've got a we got a question for you about COVID, and we'll get to that. But you know, we talk a lot about the injuries. You could kind of blame Tuchel for the injuries a little bit, but I want to talk about him and just get your opinion on this. We can start with you, Guillaume. I mean, do you think Tuchel will be the manager, say in February, for the round of sixteen match against yeah. Barcelona? You think he'll still of be here? Of course, of course. No worries at all. No matter what happens, he could lose every game. Um. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I think he's. Look where the team is. It's not only Tuchel. Tuchel, it's the staff too. I mean, the 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 transfers were great. Uh, Danilo uh, is appointed. I really like him. But look at the other. I mean, Forenzi hit the ground running. Look at Farin. Farin. Um, why can't I remember his name? He's playing right now. It's my Rafinha. Rafinha, thank you. He's amazing. He's, he's doing so much for the team. Oh my God! I'm 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 looking at him right now. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, that's probably not. We don't know. It's probably not too too cool. I mean, too cool. Of course, said yeah. I want a player like this. So it's Leonardo. Um, look where the team is. Uh, is Verati's injury? Oh. Talking about variety, you almost got an amazing goal. I mean, they're they're doing well. They top the group. They're third place, they're a point great. behind, but they're not playing great. They're not scoring they're not, goals. But that's not two two goals fault because remember what happened. That four month break was absolutely awful, awful for the team because then you go to commando mode. You you have to catch up on those weeks you've lost physically. But they made they reached the Champions League final. It could have been that bad because they reached the Champions League final because the, we had lucky draws and because they prepared like you prepare a World Cup. So the the, the physical preparation before a tournament like this is completely completely different from the regular League One Championships preparation. So it's absurd. It's commando style. So that you 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 will get the players physically fit, but at a price after that, and that's I'm talking physically, and then we can add the, the mental uh, dimension. And the team is breaking. I mean, the humans. It's when you see how I mean the physicality in League One. But no, no other teams are having this issue. Who who else? But no, would you no say has an injury list like ours. You say Lyon Lyon didn't. Um, it's true. OL went through the same thing, and well, the 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 pie had a massive injury, but he came back right then. And yeah, it's true. So I'm I'm missing something here. I I I don't know. They're not playing for Lyon. I'm sure it's a bit stressful. Do you want to compare the stress, you know, playing for OL uh, with playing for Paris Saint Germain? Oh, the pressure these guys are on is just absurd. It's the pressure of coming from everybody, the media, the fans, of course, the club, the staff. The it's like 
you know, you gotta deliver, you gotta deliver, you gotta deliver. And we haven't, we haven't, we haven't been delivering. So it's it's a it was a bad stress for many years. It's better now because hey, we reached the Champions League final. Now we have a team. Now we know we know the systems. Look, 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 Tuchel is trying many different systems and they kind of all work. We were complaining about that. We always play in 4-3-3. Look at this. We play in 3-5-2. We play in 4-3-3. We be, I mean, and within the game, we play in many different formations and it's working. And now we're getting players um, d- during transfer seasons that, that uh, bring something to those different systems. We're a club. We're a football team. It's working. We have issues. Yeah, COVID came. Um, you know, the, that that four-month break was was really, really difficult on the players. And um, it's not linear. We were doing better. And then we had a catastrophe game against Lyon. Worst team to play at that moment. And uh, so it's not linear. It's going to be, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But overall, I mean, I see green flags everywhere, guys. I mean, I'm re- and and I personally love to to shell. I love I love um, the work he's doing. We can always criticize. Um, he, he was frustrating for a while with his not, not replacing any anybody. You know, we're like, come on, come on, and he, he knows he's there every day. He's in training. He knows what's. He's a he's an amazing coach. So you're not intrigued at all by. Allegri, Pochettino, those are the two names. Absolutely not. You don't think that's too much. What about you, James? Do you see either one of those two players? Pochettino, former PSG player, got Tottenham to a Champions League final. Allegri, we know his pedigree. Um, both out of a job. You have Arsenal probably going to be looking for a manager soon. Who knows what other clubs might be looking for a manager. So maybe they'll scoop those two guys up. And then if Tuchel's got six months left on his contract. So we're probably going to be looking for a new manager anyway. Do you go ahead and just yes. get it out of the way and bring someone new in, or do you ride it out with Tuchel? You only get rid of Tuchel right now if there is somebody that you feel like is a can't miss, and if we don't act now, he's going to go somewhere else. Um, if you don't feel like you have somebody that's a can't miss, then let him – let him finish his contract. Don't, you know, have to don't go through the whole buyout and owe him extra money and whatever, whatever. If it's six months, then, you know, just wait your six months and, and go through the process, you know, correctly and find somebody if you're, if you're set on saying, Hey, this isn't the guy. Um, but don't, don't sack him with, Nobody don't sack him early with nobody in mind just to say that you did it and open up the search, you know, just go ahead. Um, and maybe you can even be a little professional about it and just be like, Hey, um, we're, we're not going to bring you back. You got six months, go ahead and start putting your name out there. Cause we're going to interview people and whatever, whatever, we're going to try to replace you and do it that way. But, um, I think there's, something to be said about continuity, whether it's whether you think they're playing well or not, what you don't want is just to get rid of him, then not have anybody. And now you just got some kind of, you've got some assistant coach that you didn't want anyway, trying to um, keep order and hold a locker room and, and figure out what to do that way. Now, do you let him, you, you got the January transfer window coming up 
barring him winning the Champions League, I don't think he'll be back because I think Leo wants to sign his own manager. But do, with that said, do you think that Tuchel will have any input in terms of the January transfer market? Should the club let him have any input if he's not going to be there? If he's not going to be there, then no. No, okay. Like, what, what's the point? Right. Like, why, why do you get to choose choose the ingredients if you're not going to cook? Right. You know, so, um, but you need to know that ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? You can't go into, I feel like you can't go into January and, I, you know, that's that's two weeks from now mm-hmm. um, doing the will he stay, won't he stay, and then decide to let him have influence over it. And then in February, you're like, you know what? Never mind. And now you have a, a two cool led squad and you bring somebody else in that might want to do something completely different. Um, if Leonardo's actually going to give him, then he needs to try to put a squad together that fits the type of coach that he's trying to go after. Yeah. I mean, Guillaume, you will probably know whether or not Tuchel, he has an affinity for speaking his mind to the press. So if he's not getting a say or input on some of the signings and he disagrees with what Leonardo is doing, we're probably going to find out in January and that'll be the writing on the wall when you say that his tenure there is probably coming to an end. How could he disagree with what Leonardo is is doing? Well, I we mean, saw it in the summer. He did. He wanted additional signings, right? I mean, he came out. And, and he said, got them. I don't know if he got exactly what he wanted, but what I'm saying is he will come out and say something, whether he got what he wanted or not. And so in January, we'll probably find out. No, I mean, he's not going to, he's going to go to the end of his contract. Um, Then what are the options? I mean, Pache or Arteta, former PSG player too. They're not better. The same level. Tuchel has become a world-class coach. I mean, there's no doubt. He's um, and and he's got a, and it's not only Tuchel. It's the staff around him. And uh, you can, of course, you can criticize him, but look at the work he's done. He he brought the team to a Champions League final. The the players love him. Tactically, is is in general right on. He's he's had bad days. Um, he can motivate the players. Uh, Neymar loves him. Mbappe loves him. He's a brilliant coach. And he's Are we got sure that, Mbappe he's... loves him? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he get into a couple of fights last year? But it's inevitable. Okay. It's a good sign. But you have, that's, you know, if there were no fights, that'd be a bad thing. Like you have to, yeah, of course. I think he's managing egos really well. I mean, the the, the team is a team. When was the last time we saw the team like being a really f- great football team? Yeah. They Maybe do play the, hard for them. They and they're, against, they're, they against, show no, up. Laurent Blanc, Laurent Blanc, yeah. a season after he left, the team was a real team. And, and but we had Mota Verratti uh, and all that. Stuff. But anyway, we we we're, we're a football team, and Tuchel is running the team, and um, most of of the credit has to go to him. Yeah. Is he gonna? I'm feeling he wants to carry on, which I really like. I think he wants to carry on. Being being Paris Saint-Germain's coach is no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. It must be exhausting, exhausting. So, but he's sending signs that he wants he wants to extend. And at this point, I think for Paris, either you have a, a, a Mourinho or Guardiola or Klopp 
or you stick with uh, the, the the great coach you have right now. Stick with what you got. I will say, I said, you know, barring winning the Champions League, will probably be out. But I got to say, if he beats Barcelona handedly and then loses in the next round to, you know, Liverpool, he might be able to keep his job just because PSG and Nasser and QSI, they hate Barcelona so much that if he can give them that satisfaction, that might be enough to keep his job. Yeah. And that would also, there's another huge factor. It's money. I mean, um, you know, signing a new coach and, and staff uh, after, after two years of COVID, not, uh, not to, I would love him to stay. I want him to stay. I want him to say. We'll see. Well, he's got to. He's got to get the results right now. I may change no. my mind. You know, things may go, you know, haywire. But so far, I, I'm. I couldn't ask for much more. Well, very good. We'll see what happens with that. I did want to get your guys' opinion on something. Something that's been in the news, and it kind of relates to football. And so, let's just briefly talk about this. So, apparently, there is reports about a new strain of COVID in the UK. Uh, the country's going on lockdown. What impact do you see that having? on the Champions League. You know, you've got Liverpool, um, what other English teams? Chelsea, uh, Manchester City. So you've got some some teams out of out of the UK that are in the Champions League and if this new strain is a big concern and they see another spike, could we see those teams maybe have to forfeit or maybe go to a, a neutral location like they did last year? Just I know we're really preliminary in this, but looking down the road, are you worried about this? Other obviously the health issues, but looking at it you know, through the lens of football. James, how worried are you about this and what implications do you think it'll have? Hmm. How worried am I? I don't know. I'm torn because, you know, new strains are never that good. Um, and I know, you know, we, we find new strains of flu and things all the time. Um, the difference is uh, we have a handle of one on one of those viruses and the other one, uh, we're just now maybe getting a handle on what is quote unquote the main strain or the original one um however uh, and i know Guillaume is not following this at all whatsoever but um i'm the, following oh no i meant uh, what i'm about to say the uh, baltimore ravens also apparently had not four following. unique yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they had uh four unique strains um in and th- this is it this is an nfl team here in maryland uh, That's and, my team. Is that what Lamar Jackson had to run to the bathroom for? <laughs> <laughs> Game has no idea. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem to be, you know, the, the NFL doesn't seem to have an enormous problem with this. Um, they're, they're still following their protocols and they're, and they're doing things, um, you know, business as usual. They did lock down. Um, they were a little bit tighter on, on what is and isn't allowed. They're starting to find people more, you know, those kind of things. But for the most part, I mean, that news slid past, I think, most um, sports fans here. So I don't know if it's going to be that big of a deal um, in England unless unless England decides to have a which it is totally possible that they have a better response uh, than we do. To, the, to that kind of thing. But yeah. out of caution, they unless, might just shut it down. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think I think it'd have to come from the UK itself. It's not going to come from UEFA or FIFA or anything like that. Very good point. Guillaume, any concerns? I mean, will they maybe say to Manchester City, Liverpool, like you guys have to go to set up camp in France or 
you know, Portugal or wherever the neutral site would be and play there. And that way you won't have these European clubs flying to the UK and risk contracting it. I mean, it's kind of a big deal, I feel like, in terms of Well, if, it, if it's a new strain, then, then you know, it's, it's going to spread. So um, we, uh, who knows? Who knows, guys, what's going to happen? But uh, I'm not too worried. Uh, we, we're going to see empty stadiums for, for a while. Yeah, they're going to be empty anyway. Yeah, but there's so much. I mean, football is so big and, and you know, it's, it's a huge business, but it's more than that. It's like I think governments want its entertainment. It's a it's a valve that you can you know people can can need that. Uh, concerts are out. Uh, you can't go to movie theaters. You can you know you can watch next Netflix all day. But football uh, you know brings a passion and a and an escape um, that that we need. And um, I think if they if they have to cancel it, they will. But they will really try to. To make it happen, and again, UEFA did fantastic, uh, fantastic. Uh, the, the 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 Champions League was like in 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 a very short amount of time they did it right, and it worked. And uh, well, we'll we'll see. Let's hope that it's going to be okay. If all else fails, you can always go to Florida. It's always <laughs> Florida is definitely open. They will great, host anything. What a great idea! Yeah, you could just set up a bubble. You know, bring all 16 teams in. Disney oh, yeah. World's open. I'm sure they've got a football pitch somewhere. Oh, sure. Champions League in Florida. Let's do it. Um, so that was kind of somber news. But let's end the podcast on somewhat of a lighter note. So it's the holidays. Uh, so I wanted to ask you guys, if you could give PSG a gift, what would it be? And then who would be getting a lump of coal? And if you don't celebrate Christmas or you don't know what a lump of coal means, that means... If you've been a Grinch or you haven't been good for the whole year, you get a lump of coal instead of a present in your stocking. So, James, we'll start with you. What gift are you giving and who gets a lump of coal? Uh, I would be gifting PSG an additional uh, world-class midfielder. Um, I don't know who, but, you know. <laughs> Anybody at this point. Another yeah. variety. We'll, we'll clone him. Um, who gets a lump of coal? Uh, is Hesse still technically on the squad? No. no, he left earlier this month or last month. To focus on his musical career. I was going to give him two lumps of coal. Which uh, sucks, Which sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. My lump of coal might have to, uh, might have to go to Icardi right now. Mm. Um, I don't know. He's kind of been MIA. I don't know what his deal is. Um, he know, gets coal for literally doing nothing. He yeah. Nah, he's he's um, you know, he's definitely not on the nice list. We'll say that. I, I mean, I could be mean because <laughs> I don't think Danilo's been uh, very good either. So, um, but I mean, at least he's trying, right? A for effort. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll give a Cardi my lump. Of okay, coal. I like it. Guillaume, what about you? What my lump of coal? Uh, however you want to start, you want to give a gift or you want to do the coal first? I don't have any coal to give to anyone except if they need it. You to guys are too them. nice. I have no coal to give, uh, you know, with bad <laughs> intentions. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I wanted a toy. I didn't get, I didn't get the toy because of, of 
many reasons, and that toy was Milinkovic Savage, which I think would be perfect, absolutely perfect for this team, but it's a very, very, very expensive toy, so I may have to forget about it. Um, He's the PS5 of uh, players. <laughs> really hard to find, expensive. He's incredible. He's an incredible player. But he's hard to get. Nobody else is getting him. So, um, um, no, I've, I have no call to give. And, um, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, I love where the team is. I love, I've, I've been waiting for this for so long, so long. We have a midfield. Yeah, we have problems. We have a midfield. We see, we lose great youngsters. And then what do we see? Other really good youngsters coming not maybe as great but who knows look at Kim Pembe who was an average player and now we didn't talk about his tackle I mean which is for me one of the greatest tackle in football history period you're exaggerating no I am not exaggerating this tackle is legendary it was four on one and he stopped it it was like like in 20 years people like that this was like and, and, and it's what we need. That's mm -hmm. what we're asking for. He's a homegrown mm -hmm. player giving his body to the team. He gets injured before the tackle still goes for it and, and delivers. I mean, this is like, how can you? I mean, we have to send him gifts, guys, or like love. Like, it's like love, like pure love. And he's becoming a world-class central defender. I would say he's a top 10 central defender. He's, right now, he's a top 10. He's, yeah, um, easily. He had, I mean, for his, you know, he's, he's not perfect. He has bad games and all, but when he raises that level, there's not many uh, defenders around that can do this. He's incredible. So we, we have, we see youngsters playing. Um, we'll see more. Um Pembele, um, you know, extended. Um, there's many, many, many. Rafinha came in. Florenzi, Backer, everybody was laughing at him. Nobody's laughing at Backer anymore. We're still laughing at Kurzawa. It's great. We need people to laugh at. We have, we have, uh, we have depth. We have talent. We have a team. We have a mentality. Marquinhos. Marquinhos is unbelievable. Unbelievable. As a captain, as a player, as a midfielder, as a central defender, um, we're blessed. Um, are we a top three team? No. We are, we're a top five, top, top six. Can we beat Liverpool playing at 100% or Bayern Munich? The ball bounces the right way. You get a call here or there. If we get, if we yeah. get lucky and all, but you know what I'm saying. No, we're not at yeah. that level yet. We're well, not at that because we need, we need um, we, you know. Better fullbacks and 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 a better um, and and more choices in midfield. Um, so yeah, no, I'm blessed and and I'm 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 happy and and fulfilled as a, as a Paris Saint Germain fan. And it, I can tell you, it's it's a wonderful feeling. And I've been I've been asking and expecting this, and it's happening. And I'm I'm super I'm super happy. And uh, oh, so we're not going to talk about the Barca. Well, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have another show. Pl plenty of time to talk about that one. But for me, so if I were to give PSG a gift, it would <laughs> it would be uh, I, I'd get Neymar a some new ankles. What's that? I said a thrashing of Barca. Yeah, well, yeah, we all want that. But um, to help with that, I would give PSG 
um, some new ankles for Neymar. Um, I think he's got a lot of miles on those ankles, and they're constantly taking a beating. So new ankles. And then you guys are way too nice. Um, I've got several lumps of coal that I need to hand out. Number oh, one, wow. to Media Pro and whoever signed that deal in French football and then they backed out of like six billion dollars whatever and it leaves a lot of French teams like really short on funds because they were counting on that so that's number one um Guillaume you're probably not going to like this but I'm giving one to Leonardo I don't think that his transfers have been that great and I think he probably should have sacked Tuchel a long time ago so I'm giving him a lump of coal and Tilo Kerr less getting any gifts for Christmas. No, Tilo Kerr less time in the weight room. You need to work on the pitch. Your performances this year have been shocking. So those three, they're all getting lumps of coal from me. Oh, you're so mean. It has to be done. Wow. Kerr has to. He's got to play. He needs. He's a big guy. He needs to. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Yeah, Aww. I don't think he's ever going to get it. Let's let's try to you get mean? as much money back as we can. But I like Icardi. I didn't think of him, James. I would have given him one too. Um, <laughs> Jerry's struggling to come back. You come back. You yeah. come back. And then we'll have Icardi. Imagine that. That team plus Icardi. Hello. I'll take it. And, and, and Bernat eventually. But, you know. Well, guys, it looks like the second half of PSG yeah, Strasbourg sure. kicked off. And it's a 1-0. Pembele's goal still the only one. So... Um, I've got another podcast that I'm recording with Mark Damon, the 1970s, so we'll have more PSG talk over there. But let's just real quick, Guillaume, how can everyone find you on Twitter if they want to say hey? Uh, off the door one on Twitter. Excellent. And then James? You can find me at Teague, T-A-G-U-E 13 on Twitter. Very good. Well, thank you guys for joining me. You can always find me at PSG Talk. I'm going to go tweet a little bit about this game. And, holidays uh, yeah in the holiday happy holidays everyone whatever holiday you celebrate just relax it's the end of 2020 we relax. all deserve some time relax. off okay so i will try to record another podcast maybe end of the year or early january we'll we'll talk about all the latest PSE topics so thanks for listening subscribe share with your friends whatever you got to do and we'll catch you next time thanks everyone bye-bye Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the 1970, our year-end holiday edition. <laughs> Today, we will just kind of be shooting the breeze about PSG. whole bunch of stuff to talk about here before we cruise on into 2021. And joining me today is my co-host, <laughs> the editor of PSG Talk. His name is Ed. How are we doing today, man? Good. Happy holidays, everyone. Excited to talk about PSG. I should mention we are actually recording this in the middle of the PSG Strasbourg match, um, desperately need the three points to get to the top of Ligon and keep up, you know, with uh, Lille and Leon. We've got a nice little title race here this holiday season, which is rare for us. So excited to uh, talk about everything PSG. Um, Mark, I was actually recording with some of the PSG talking guys, so I've been kind of watching the game out of the corner of my eye. But I know that you've been tweeting. You've been kind of impressed with this performance. So why don't you? Talk about this match in particular and the things that you're seeing and maybe what Tuchel's doing differently. Yeah, that was the best first half in league on all year. I don't think they've played that well. All, all, they, this has been one of the weakest uh, first sort of 17 matches or so to a campaign that I can remember in, in a while. Already have four and, losses. And this feels like this feels like something. This feels good. Like this, They're playing well in this game. 
the passing's crisp. They're getting chances. They're not just sort of passing it sideways. They're trying to move forward. There's an energy. The pressing's there. They seem to actually know what they're doing when they're pressing instead of just running at people like, you know, the old chicken with your head cut off. They, this looks solid. And um, it's it's good to see this going into the break. You have 10 guys uh, on the injury report. So a little bit of a rotated squad, although not as much as you might think. And you'd wish they'd have more goals here because Strasburg probably has a goal in them here. Like they're playing well enough that they could possibly get something out of this, but really good start. I, I can't really complain too much. You had Pembele with the, the goal, um, the youngster. Yeah. Nice little Christmas gift for him. Um, well, good. I mean... How much do you credit this to Tuchel? We were talking with some of the other guys, and Guillaume was saying that he thinks Tuchel will be here throughout the duration of his contract. And um, James was saying, you know, don't fire him unless you know for sure that the person replacing him is going to be better. So he was kind of on the fence and kind of leaning more towards keeping Tuchel. Whereas I was like, I'm giving him a lump of coal, or I'm giving Leo a lump of coal for not sacking him earlier. I don't think he's the man for the job. I think if you have Allegri and Pochettino out there, grab him while you can before Arsenal does. Um, so what are you crediting this performance down to? Is it Mbappe, the team just getting it together? Or do you no, think Tuchel did something no, different? Tuchel's figuring something out. And there was an interview he did, um, that we may touch on a little bit here. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but, um, I think with one of the German papers where he kind of, I, I think people are going to make more out of it than it is. I think he's being honest about sort of how he sees things. And it's going to come off as being kind of insulting to the club, but I, I don't yeah. look at it that way. We can maybe talk about it later if you want to look yeah. up what I'm talking about. I'll have to look have it up. Time. My my subscription yeah, to the to... German papers uh, lapsed, so I did, I did not see that. What? Uh, yeah. I'll look it up, but go ahead. If you want to mention yeah. it, let's just talk about it now. Go ahead. Well, no, because I, I, want, to, I want to make this point and I give you a chance to, to catch up a little bit. But um, I think he's figuring something out here. I think – Having Rafinha and Verratti playing in the same midfield works. I, I think that's a better um, system than trying to shoehorn Paredes in there or having Grie and Herrera where it's just you have no creativity in that midfield. I, I think if you can keep Verratti healthy, I think they've figured out that you can put Verratti and Rafinha there and then fill in midfielder X in that other position, whether that be Idrissa Gay or Herrera. Uh, or Herrera. And it worked okay against Lille with, with Idrissa Gay, who played well, I thought, against Lille. I thought he played really well. And Herrera, who's doing his job today. And I, I think they've, they're stumbling onto, Tuchel is stumbling onto a good midfield mix here that you can, you can ride with. Which is good, because they've been trying to figure that out all year, and a lot of the stuff he's done hasn't really worked. But really, Rafinha is really good for what they need. And, you know, at Barcelona, they, they grow those kind of midfielders on trees. But at PSG, you don't, you know, those guys don't come along very often. So when you can, when you can get one, even if he's not, you know, he's not Xavi- or in Yester or anything like that, but he's a good player and he maybe didn't get the kind of minutes he should have gotten at Barcelona. And 
right now he's showing at the very least that he can be plugged in as a starting midfielder. Maybe not a 90 minute guy, but he's, he's certainly an option and he's certainly probably one of the better options they have right now. So they're figuring that out. I think the sooner they figure out that Bakker has to play every day, the better, because he's just, he's just mm-hmm. good. Like he's straight up good. Well, at least until Bernat but comes back. I don't even, you know, I don't even know until Bernat comes back. I don't think that's a given. The guy tore his knee. Yeah, and he's he's like, not like just, a twenty-two-year-old. Are we just saying that he's just going to come back from a knee injury in six months and be, you know, a hundred percent? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent for Barcelona, those Barcelona games if he nah. plays at all. No, I don't so, think he plays. Yeah, like he tore. I think he tore his ACL or his MC. He tore a ligament in his knee. So let's not pretend like he's going to come back in a month. So, but, especially ooh, with our medical cool. team, yeah, our, our cracks, <laughs> our, our crack medical staff—they're in there the putting rubber bands in his knee right now. But no, but Bakker's good. Like I don't even—I don't even want to qualify it. He's—he's he's just straight up good. And there's a a real physicality he plays with. I think what I've seen in this match, particularly is that he's really quick in his decision-making. Like, he's not holding the ball. Like, he gets the ball, and he gets rid of the ball. And most of the time when he gets rid of the ball, he's passing it forward in the triangle. He understands the the geometry of it all. And he, he's been probably one of the better players they've had in terms of just pure consistency all year. It, it so should I, be surprising. I mean, he find, came up... They're finding things... Yeah. PSG are finding things that work right now. And there's still some things that have to get settled here, but I think they're close they're they're closer to being okay than they were, let's say three, four weeks ago, when I thought this team was just in a ditch. Yeah, I mean I echo everything you said about Bakker. I mean, it's not surprising that he's a hell of a player. I mean, he he came up through a great academy over there in Ajax. It's kind of shocking we got him on a free transfer, but hey, it's it's nice to not have to pay an exorbitant price for a quality player like him, and I think he's only going to get better. So absolutely agree with that on Barker. But a lot of what you're saying, it's it really comes down to who's available. And as, we, as you mentioned earlier, PSG's got like 12, 13 injuries. Kimpembe, Kurzawa, Neymar, Florenzi, Paredes, Pereiras, Rabia, Cardi, Diallo, all have, and Bernat we mentioned, all have yeah. some sort of injury. Like, what is going on? Honestly, well, I mean... <laughs> no, it's pretty pretty obvious what's going on. They don't rotate the squad enough. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what's happening. Like, if you just want to lay it out simply, they don't rotate the squad enough. There are guys that are not, you know, getting consistent minutes, and then when they get in the game, they get hurt. And a, there's a lot to this, and I'm not there, so I can't see the training. It doesn't seem like what they're doing training-wise is translating to players that can last and can be healthy throughout a year. So, you, you know, you can't – it is hard to um, – it's always hard to say. But at some point when you have 10 guys on an injury list, that's not just bad luck. It's really not. You think, you know, well, maybe it's, it's, it's not bad luck. There are no other teams in Europe right now where ten of ten guys who you could legitimately make a starting eleven out of are hurt, and Kylian Mbappe is playing this game hurt, and you have guys who are just you know 
trying to get to the end of the year, and then they got to go play another game on January 6th, which, you know, hopefully they can get a couple of those guys back by then, but Kimpembe's not going to be back till mid-January. Um, Accardi has been out for three months with an injury. I don't even know what his injury is at this point. It's like sometimes these guys just come up with these phantom – I mean, they're real injuries, but it's like what is Accardi's injury? It's like the same thing with what's Draxler – what was Draxler's injury for – Three and a half months, and these guys just—they—they they disappear one day, and you they never put, hear get from put them. on the list, and then they're never heard from again. Like it's just weird, honestly. Like no other club really is like that. And I don't know if there's enough of a pushback from the media on that. Like I, every single day, where is Acardi? What is his issue? What is the timetable? Same with Draxler. Like hammer them on it, get answers, and if you're not getting it, we'll start writing more about it and. Try to put some pressure on him, but you're right. These players just disappear, and you're like, does he just want to like hang out with Wonder Cardi all day? Like, more power to you, but don't say you're injured. Like, if you just want a vacation, okay? I mean, he's probably legitimately <laughs> injured, but there's just no, there's, they're not good at that. Like, community, like, it just he was gone in October. He like came back for a week, and then he was miss, then he missed three months. So it's always been a mess. The injury situation has always been a mess at this club, and it's becoming, I think, more of a problem because, again, yeah. part of the issue, and this is, you know, I, I, I'll go back to Tuchel here. He's a very poor communicator of information in that way. And it's not the language barrier. He speaks great French. No, it's not the language barrier. He, said, he says... You know, it seems like he, he says whatever he feels in his head. But, like, when it comes to stuff like injuries, it's just he's not particularly open or transparent about things. And it, I'm not sure he feels like he has the ability to be. But when you have guys that are just, you know, when you have a, when you have a guy like Mario Cardi who just, again, has been gone for three months with some form of an injury that hasn't really been explained all that well, and they just say, oh, he'll be back then. Oh, he'll be back then. Oh, well, no, actually, no, he won't be back then. He'll be back in a month. It just, it's got to be better from a communication standpoint. And I think there's been a lot of stress this last three months. So some of that has to do with it. But mm-hmm. hopefully, and I always say hopefully, they can get a few of those guys back and they can start to get some rotation going. Because just the squad's not rotated enough. And those young guys like Kaiser Ruiz, who again would sign a contract if you just played him a little. Yeah. Like they're not playing him at all. Like that's another weird one. Like Simons too. Would... I mean, play him. I mean, they, they've got some youngsters. Pembele scored a goal. Give the kids a chance. Maybe not against Leo and Leon, but Strasburg, sure. Play some of the kids in there. Rotate well, the squad. You, and, and now that you actually have a title race, it's going to be even more difficult yeah, to do that. Yeah, it's going to be hard to do that. You're going to have to play Draxler. Which is a problem. It, it, that's why these losses are important. It's why um, these, you know, it matters that you're not scoring. You know, we, we go back to they've played four games against the top five, and they've scored two goals combined in all four of those games. They were shut out against Lyon, they were shut out against Marseille, and they were shut out against Lille. And they scored the two goals against Monaco in the first half. They have not won a game against any of those teams. So they got like so, one point, one point out of what six or nine total, something like that. Yeah, that's it, not good. It, enough. That's not. It's not good enough. 
Like, it's just, it, league form matters. It's not just the Champions League. You don't, I mean, you're going to lose a league here and there. That's just, you know, how it works. But you're, you can't, you, that form is just not acceptable. And it's why I get frustrated when you, you just can't go into these games so devoid of attacking ideas and plans. And it seems like today they at least have something, although Strasbourg seems to have sort of figured this out a bit and they're starting to put the pressure on. But, you know, God almighty, like, that's just, it's not acceptable. Like, you can't have this, this, you know, if Real Madrid, let's put it this way, if Real Madrid played Barcelona, uh, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, and scored zero goals among all three of them and lost all three <laughs> in the span of two months, mm-hmm. do you honestly believe that their coach would still be there? No. Z- Zidane is probably the only one that could get away with it because he's won stuff. When you look at Tuchel, like, what has he really won? I know he got to the Champions League final, but he lost. What did he do in Germany? He won one German Cup? Okay. And now he's won league on a couple, you know, domestic cups. Okay. But it's not like he's got three Champions League titles or has any no, kind but, of like cachet as, as a player like Zidane yeah. does as well. But, but even in this game, it's like you're up 1-0 and you can't put this team away. Like they're one, you know, goal away from drawing against Strasbourg at home. Like, And, you, and I just looked over at Lyon. They're up 3-0 over, I believe, if they're playing Nantes. So... They're not slowing down at all. They ha- they've they got a squad. They have players that could make PSG's team, maybe even the starting 11. Uh, they've got players who a lot of Premier League teams want, Lille as well. So, like, Leon this is a strong league. Semifinals. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, they're a good team, and so is Lille, although Lille might, be, might fall off a little bit because they didn't impress me overly. And they might have to sell some people, but Leon ain't going away. You're gonna have to beat them at their at you know. You're gonna have to go beat them. And this whole not being able to score goals thing is a problem. Like it's a it's a genuine problem. And I don't care what the what the XG says. You know, you can't have three months of almost scoring. You have to you have to figure out a way. And I know this seems like very simplistic way of viewing it. But to a degree, this is sort of a simplistic situation. When you get shots in front of goal, you score them. If you're not getting shots on goal, you have to create shots on goal. And too many times PSG offensively, they don't generate scoring chances. A lot of crosses into the box to nobody or to like Marco Verratti, who's never going to score a header. They don't put crosses in either. That's the whole thing. They don't put cross. They put in like three crosses a game. And when you're not scoring, you have to try to put the ball in a dangerous spot. And I'm watching them now, and it's like they can't generate space. Like, Strasbourg, is, they can get on them really easily. When the ball starts to stick, it's just it's, – they put two, three guys around Mbappe. He can't and – that, and that's really the problem. And, and maybe we can get into this, but – Mbappe can't get himself open. He can't get himself good scoring chances. And some of that's the offense they're in because they're not, they don't create enough open space. They don't, a lot of it's, it's the passing's too intricate. It's too slow. It's so slow. 
that that too it is too slow but you you don't and it was actually pretty fast in the first half but it seems like they've slowed down a bit here yeah like they're trying to nurse the lead like they're not trying to be too aggressive and it's weird it's just weird to see after years of seeing PSG roll through league on even in good years where Le- where team you know even the year where they lost to Monaco they mm-hmm. they crushed everyone else yeah they just couldn't beat Monaco, essentially, was how they lost the league that year. They had some guy named Mbappe. Yeah. But th- think about it like that. Like, even in a year where they didn't win League on, they were still 3-0, 4-0, 5-1. This year, it's just not happening for them. Every they, game is a grind. Every game is a grind. There are no blowouts. They've maybe blown two people out the whole year. And you look at that form, and it's been 17 league games now. And I, I, I'll look at the. Uh, I, I mean, I have a hunch about. <laughs> it looks like uh, Leo just took the lead um, over Montpellier um, with a goal from Jonathan Okone, former PSG man. Well, we're not getting help from those guys. No, you have to beat them straight up. Right, and which we're not doing. <laughs> we're not doing. We're not beating these teams straight up. So if they want to win the league, they're going to have to beat both of those teams at some point. In, they're gonna, the, the games they play against them, they're going to have to beat them. And it's going to be on the... Well, they played Lille way, I believe. So, yeah, so not that home field gonna, means anything. Yeah. Um, It's difficult. I mean, I asked some of the other guys, do you think PSG... Like, give me a prediction. Do you think at the midway point of the season now that PSG will win the, win the league? Well, what do they say? Um... They that mostly that it was mo- like in a t- their PSG's definitely in a title race, um, but I you know they they sounded optimistic and I, I think I am too. I think eventually, like you said, they're figuring things out on the pitch. Hopefully, they get healthy. If this team is healthy and Neymar is doing his thing, I I, I can't imagine that we'll lose league on. I, I just think it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard to rotate the squad and more injuries. So well, maybe I'm talking myself out of that. it. You're, you're 17 games through the year. You've scored thirty six and you've given up ten. Mm-hmm. Now that they lead the they lead league on in in goal scored, so you know take that for what it's worth. But league on's always generally been a lower scoring league. You extrapolate thirty six out, you know, over the next if they score at this rate, they're going to be less. They're going to score less than eighty goals this year. And the last time they did that was in the Slotton era, like fourteen fifty. They've been well above ninety most of uh, most of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of this run with Neymar and Mbappe. And it's right. weird to think that a team with Neymar and Mbappe, and Mbappe in it can't score more than eighty goals total. I wonder how much COVID in that four month break and gearing up for the Champions League. I think that does play a role. Just mentally, these guys are tired. There's no fans in the stadium. It's hard. To get up. I mean, people may underestimate fans, but I certainly don't. I think walking into a stadium and you have the ultras bouncing and everything else, I think that gets you more motivated. The players go out there and it's like dead silence. And it's almost like a training session. And they're playing yeah. like it's a training session. Like, I I think that plays yeah, a role in Yeah, but everyone's this. dealing with that. That's exactly. not PSG's problem. That's, that's Europe's problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I mean. There's no elite teams. I don't even think Bayern is as great as everyone's saying. Like, I think they can be had. I don't think Liverpool's that great. Um... I just think everybody is really struggling right now. No, I agree with a little bit of that. I think 
and this is why rotating the squad is important. And even in relying on guys where you, you say, oh, they don't have depth. Well, yeah, PSG have depth. They rarely use a lot of those guys. And I think those guys who are at the bottom of the squad, it's like, this is a perfect example. They're 73 minutes into this match and they have not made one substitution. When it's cle- when it's obvious at this point that the game has evened up a bit, you could use some subs now. Like, if yeah. you don't make subs after 45 because, you know, clearly PSG were playing well. But when you see the team start to tire like this, it's weird that they don't bring guys on to just give them some legs to run. And, and you're starting you to see, see little errors like Bakker right there, you know, mishandled the ball, goes out for a corner. You know, when you get tired, you start making mistakes. You can't run as fast, track back now. Strasbourg is probably tying too. We have high, better quality players, but one one bounce of the yeah, ball and Strasbourg don't play in the Champions League. Strasbourg exactly. is Strasbourg isn't getting everyone's best game every week like PSG does because and here and if you're if you're watching this and you're if you're rewatching this game in the seventy third minute, perfect example. They've also been much weaker on counters this year than they've ever been before. How how much do you put on on Di Maria? Because he hasn't been great, and I feel like. He went, especially on the counter, he would always be the one, especially last season, where he would have that curling pass into the path of Mbappe to free him up in the space. And he has been shit this year. I mean, he has not been great at all. And I I don't think he's a bad player. I don't know if he's getting older or what, or if he's just tired, but like I'm having some reservations of whether or not he should get a contract extension at all. Um it's tough with him because he's He's shown up so many times. He's been so clutch for PSG over the years. It's tough. And I think that, oof. Um, I, I think that you kind of have to hope he plays himself out of it a little. It's why he's not starting consistently. Because he's just not good. He's not good in tight spaces anymore. He yeah. loses the ball. Um, he's not as fast as he used to be in the open field. I think people can get old fast. I think it happened to Cavani. It just, you can get old fast in this game. You know, one day you're scoring all these goals and making all these assists and being one of the best players on the team. And then in three, four months, you're just physically done. That's how this works. It's usually not a sort of steady, slow decline. It's usually something that happens quick. Unless your and name like, is Thiago Silva or Hilton at Montpellier. Those two guys seem well, to be able to just keep some playing. Players, some players are different. And if she would have kept Thiago Silva if they didn't have to pay that salary. They would have absolutely wanted to keep him. But the salary was just – it wasn't wages they could keep him on. Yeah. You look at a game like this and you go, Di Maria used to take these games over. Like mm-hmm. you could you could count on Di Maria to get you a few goal, a couple goals in a match like this. A free kick. I mean, when when, when was the last time he scored one of those free kicks? Yeah, you, you just you expected him to be able to do something in, in games like this, but he, he's not at that point. And I think you're seeing why he's not playing consistently. But the real issue is Mbappe. I think that for somebody that leads league on in goals. You just you, you feel like he's 22. He should be dominating a game like this, and he's just not. He's just sort of there, and it's weird. Yeah, like I don't remember Ronaldo at 22 just ghosting in a match like this. Right, and I, mean, I don't remember Messi 
ghosting or Neymar ghosting in matches like this. They they show up and they're, they're more on the ball, but it feels like in this setup, in this offense, he's just kind of an afterthought. I mean, and I don't I don't know why that is, and maybe I I'm wrong about that, but he just feels like an afterthought. No, I th- doesn't. You're you're onto something, and I think we're gonna have to have a, a difficult conversation about Mbappe because. He started out his career super fast. He caught everyone by surprise. He's got he's faster than everyone. His pace is unbelievable. But is this a case where people watched some tape on him, figured it out? Maybe Tuchel's not doing him any favors, but like a generational player should be able to excel in any system, really. And Mbappe is like not doing that at all. And so is the hype a little bit beyond what he's actually accomplishing right now in his career? Has he kind of hit a wall? Is he stalling a little bit? And if so, what does he need to do to break through that wall, to get the engine going again? Is it a new manager? I mean, Pochettino, Allegri, those are two names we talked about with the other guys. I mean, would you bring one of those in? Can they unlock the the key for Mbappe? Um, I think it's more complicated than that. I I think what what you're seeing with Killian is I think somebody who doesn't – we don't quite know what he is. And I know that's weird at this point to think that you don't know what he is, but he's not a striker. Like, he's not a striker by any definition of that term. Like, he, he's a, but he's not really a winger either in the sense that he's not somebody who I, is, he, you know what I mean? Like, is he a winger? Is he a striker? Is he a four? What is he? Yeah. And how do you best utilize him? Do you put him on the ball more? You have him sort of take turns with Neymar and, and orchestrate the offense, which is something that he could do. I mean, he just scored there. So, you know, it, it seems <laughs> right, you know, on cue, right on cue. <laughs> but again, kind of a nice tap in goal gets PSG in, in comfortable point here. Yeah, he, he didn't create that. He was just on the end of it and tapped it in. So let's not give him too much credit. Here. No, but that, but that I think is the point. I, I'm actually glad if it, I'm glad he scored that there because it crystallizes exactly what I'm saying. Is that who he is? Is he a guy that can make runs, has pace, can beat guys one on one off the dribble and you know, score goals like that and be a goal, be a guy that gets 25, 30 goals a year? Or is he a creator? Can he tuck in and be somebody who orchestrates an offense? There's a difference between the guy that just sort of gets, gets the goals, gets a lot of goals because they're in the right place, they make the right runs, they have the pace, they have the skill. And Mbappe is incredibly skilled. There's a difference between being that guy and being somebody who you build the offense around, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. And I think we're stuck in a situation where at PSG, Neymar is the guy that they build the offense around. It's his, he's the straw that stirs the drink. He's the creative force of the offense and the attack. Mbappe in that situation is not that guy. He's playing off of Neymar. But is that utilizing Mbappe to his full potential? I don't think so. But the problem is is that as good as Mbappe is, he's not as good of a creator as Neymar. Well, not yet. 
because he's he's five he's five six years younger. So imagine him at 27, 28. He might he, he will be the best player in the world. Not even a might. He will be. So but do you do you ship out Neymar? No, because you have to sign the guy that's more likely to sign the contract. And it's clear Neymar has sort of figured out that this is a place he can be and be a star and do what he wants to do. And you know, when they hire a new coach at the end of the year, he's gonna be probably instrumental in picking who that guy is. So, you know, whoever the coach is going to be, Neymar is going to have input on who it is. And if you're killing Mbappe at this point, you know, do you sign a couple of years and then end up going somewhere where you can be the number one? It's the same idea with Neymar and Messi. It's the same concept. Are you, can he be the guy at PSG? Can he be the number one or is Neymar the number one? And Neymar still has three or four years left of being the number one. Absolutely. Maybe more if he can, you know, actually get a good streak of being healthy. I think a lot of it comes down to what happens against Barcelona. That's a game where like I, that's that's the Champions League final in my eye for PSG. Like if they I was the guys, if if PSG win that one, then maybe go out in the next round to I think they'll say this was a successful season. If they can beat Barcelona, the team they hate the most, that's the Champions League final. What do you think about oh, that? Yeah, I, and I don't think we talked about that matchup yet. I think that's going to be super annoying. And they're taking Kylian Mbappe off, which is smart. Cause yeah, he's, for Drexler. He's, he's, you know, let him, let him have a Merry Christmas. Let's see what but, he says to Tuchel. He's coming off. Oh, I don't think he, he can't be. A, <laughs> he got his goal. He's he's nursing injuries. He has to be fine. Yeah, he was r- not, jogging a little gingerly there. If he's not fine with this, then I I don't know what to tell you. No, he's yeah, he's fine with this. He's good. Yeah, no fights. Yeah, he's good. But, but you know what it is it, it with that Barcelona. I'm not looking forward to it because it's good. Once it gets closer, it's going to be a month of just. Oh, it's going to be a shit show with the Spanish it's press. Be, it, it's going to be a horror show, and I don't want. I, I I would rather just played somebody where it wasn't a horror show like no. that. And I want Barcelona. Early. We got to we got to kill them, put them out of their misery. Yeah, but I don't know. That it's hard to 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 play that out because it's two months from now. But Barcelona certainly don't look like Barcelona. They certainly don't look like a team that we should be particularly afraid of. You know. Messi is Messi, so you you always again have to have that caveat. But people have f- figured out a way to beat Messi before. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be the first. They've had just as many collapses in the champ recently. You know, I I kind of wanted him. They they've got Serginho Dest. Um, I don't know if I wanted him as a starter at PSG, but like they've got like young kids on that team too. Some overhyped players. You always always have Messi, but we've got Neymar. I think they kind of cancel each other out. I think it's gonna be a great chess match. I think our manager. As much as I don't like Tuchel, I think he's shown in these big games where he can draw up something and, and get the most out of the player. So I'm confident there, I guess. Even though uh, I, in, I would in, rather in, have in Pochettino, but isn't, doesn't have me shaking in my boots. We're not losing a game because of Ronald, you know, because no. Ronald Koeman came up with a class. That, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> what I will say, we, I mean, he, Ole Gunnar is, Solskjaer did, you know, get one over on us a few times, and I think he's kind of crap. Was, uh, you know, looking back, that was the biggest fluke of flukes like that they could play that game a hundred times and psg would win at 99 
Honestly, that was a fluke. It was, it was a fluke in the sense it was a fluke in the sense that all the weird stuff that happened, but also PSG sort of created some of that themselves by you know being PSG. But I think PSG are past that point. I don't think people are. I don't think the players really are looking at this as a revenge game. Like Verratti was on the field for that. Marquinhos was on the field for that, and that's I think about it. Like Krizawa might have been on. Yeah, Krizawa was on the field for that. Yeah. But Rabio, but he, um, Cavani, he, he's gone. Yeah, but a lot of those guys are gone. Yeah. He, Kevin Trapp. <laughs> it, it, it. I think it's going to be. Of, I think PSG Barcelona is more of a fan and media rivalry than it is like a a rivalry between like the players. No, I disagree. I I think it'll be a fairly cordial affair. No way. No way. The PSG's executives, Nasser, all that, they hate Leo. They hate Barcelona. They hate dealing with them. They hate that they came for Verratti. They hate that they tried to get Neymar. Barcelona obviously hates them. Neymar's got like four lawsuits against them trying to get his money. Yeah, there's that. But there's that hatred. Yeah, I get that. I'll I'll concede that. But Neymar and Messi are best friends. Like, this is not going to be a... A blood match between the t- the two on the field. It's going to be fun football. Like Barcelona is going to play open. PSG are going to probably try to be a little passive at first. PSG will try to hit counters. It'll be it'll be interesting football. They're I, I they're friends, but for ninety minutes or you know I guess one hundred eighty whatever. I'm not a mathematician, but like over the span of the two legs, they they may be friends, Neymar and Messi, but all the PSG oh, they're going to say we lost. You know. 6-1 or whatever it is. We need to overturn that. We need to shut that down. We need to put this team out. Well, I think there's a lot right in this game. Well, but if they think about it that way, they're going to lose. They can't think about it that way. It has put put to be, me in that locker room. I'll get them hyped up. I don't want it to think that them to think about 6-1. I want them to play this like they play any other leg. I'd want them to, to go in. They're not trying to beat 2017 Barcelona. They're trying to beat 2021 Barcelona. And it's a very team with – you know, PK is older. They, you know, it's it's a different it's a different situation. Sure, yeah. I, I don't want it to. I don't want them to get caught up in that because that that's poisonous. But they're on social media. They read the media. Oh, they'll get that. But I think they're. I think these. They they've gotten past that point. I think where it affects yeah. that way. So I'm sort of just looking forward to them being able to just play the game. That's what I I think yeah. they should be going for here. <laughs> Well, let me let me let me switching gears here. We won't get a prediction on that. We've got plenty of time to talk about it, but we've got a few minutes left in this game. Looks like PSG up two 0 They're gonna win this game comfortably. Good performance overall. But I asked the other guys on the on the um. Oh, Woo. oh, am I behind you here? Yeah. Okay. Was that Keen? No, Idrissa Gay with a shot from distance there. Welcome back, Idrissa Gay. If he could keep doing that again, if they they their their midfield is better than people give it credit for, if they have the right mix of guys in, and Idrissa gets good, he had his period, but it he seems did. like he's healthy. It seems like he's back with his legs. I mean, look at this shot. Just I'm watching it right now. No, no hesitation. Just Ooh, that was like a knuckleball. It kind of like swerved in two directions. That was the no, he, that was the knuckle puck from Idrissa Gay. If you're a Mighty Ducks fan, you'll you'll get that reference. Uh, um, that, yeah, 
Great, great goal. So 3-0, PSG to keep track with Lille and Leon at the top of the league on. But I wanted to ask you, um, it is the holidays, so I wanted to get everyone's opinion on this. If you could give PSG a gift, what would it be? And if you had to give someone a lump of coal in their stocking, who would it be? Hold on, am I giving them a gift because they've played well? You're you're giving you can gift PSG anything. So I'll go first. I'll just repeat what I said before. Okay, so I would get and then I'll, yeah. I'll be able to get where we're going. Okay. So for me, I would gift PSG some new ankles for Neymar. I think he could really use those. And then I had several lumps of coal. Media Pro, I'd give them some uh, lump of coal. Leonardo, I'd give him a lump of coal for not sacking Tuchel. And I don't think his transfers have been all that great. And then Tilo Kara, that was my third. I'd give him a lump of coal. Look yeah, we you. gotta talk. We, we gotta talk about him for a minute because <laughs> he's 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 poor poor Tilo Kerr. Yeah, but uh, okay. I, I think the thing I would give PSG is well, besides the gift of health, the the magical gift of health, I would give them a health if they could get a healthy Maracardi back. That mm. would really boost their. Uh, that would really boost their midfield chances. I'm sorry, that real. I'm. I'm was that Moise Keane that put that in? Yes, it was. Yep. One. That that's that was a wacky. T- I first, if I'm, I'm already blowing the concept, but I'll give them. I would give them health, the gift of health, and especially the gift of a healthy Mario Icardi, because I think Icardi, as well as Moise Keane has played, I think Icardi is still somebody who can really open up the attack if he's healthy. So I'll say that. That was a great interception by I think that was I think it was Draxler with the interception in, in midfield to spring that attack there. Draxler's good when he has a chance. He can, he, he plays that role. He plays that uh, Rafinha role well. Mm-hmm. Like that's the role Rafinha is playing for him right now, which is that sort of connector between midfield and attack. But yeah, this is going to look a lot lopsided than it should have. But um, lump of coal. Yep. Yeah, probably Tilo Care. Okay. Um, I've ba- I've banged on Tuchel enough, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go overboard there. Um, and um, Di Maria right now, just if we're giving him a lump of coal, it's for yeah, probably being PSG's worst attacking player this year. And that's saying something because Mar played in three months, and I'd still say he's probably been better. Yeah, we than watching Di Maria play it, the last. It'd be nice to get a Cardi back. I mean, PSG did spend a million to keep him, so it'd, it'd be real nice to uh, get some use out of him, banging but, some but goals. The thing with Tilo Care, it's like again, he's just another one of these guys where he doesn't really have a position, and when you don't have a position, sometimes it's hard to get that consistent time. And it just seems like he had that stretch the first year he was here where he was making those catastrophic mistakes. Then last year, it seemed like he fixed that and he was better. He was playing. He wasn't a great right back uh, in a back four, but he was good enough for what they needed him to do. Like he started a Champions League final for them. And I think coming out of that game as probably their weak link. That just made me really sad when you said that. No, but it didn't help him. And I feel like he's somebody that more than some of these other players, I think he takes the criticism harder because it feels like he presses. It feels like he tries to make plays that he doesn't have to make. He doesn't make the simple pass. He tries to make the complicated pass and he, he doesn't feel like he's 
comfortable or that he's confident in himself. And that's a bad combination, especially when you're sort of thrust into these into the role that he was thrust into. Yeah, we should probably, we don't want Michael Richards calling us out and saying that Tilo Kerr is playing badly because the guys at PSG talked about that where he blamed Arsenal Fan TV for the yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, so let's take yeah, it easy on Kerr. They actually deserve it. But... <laughs> no, oh. but I feel bad for Tilo Kerr because I think he has talent. I think there's a genuine, he has a genuine physical talent, but in between the ears right now, he's just not. Um, he's just not that guy right now, you know. But, but he just doesn't have it with him right now mentally, and that and that's sort of the, the worst part of it. And you you want him to be able to be reliable here, go going into the winter, but you just you can't really rely on him, can you? Um, you got anything else, or should we go ahead and get out of here? Um, I don't think there's much more. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I well we should say, you know, PSG, they've got, um, they won't be back in action until January 6th against, uh, say, Etienne um, in league on action. Then they follow up with um, Brest on January 10th. And then we have uh, Olympic Marseille. So, And that is that is a Trophy des Champions match. Yes. For some reason, we're, we're still trying to have that because... <laughs> It's not necessary. I don't know why we didn't just cancel what day they get for that, but put all the that just all seems the like kids. a weird fixture to have in the beginning of January. They should sign fans, or no, let like first responders suit up in PSG kit and just run them out there. Sign them to a contract. Don't even risk anybody on a useless game like that. Well, you play. Uh, <laughs> I know PSG never play the under nineteen team, but that would be a good chance to play the under nineteen team. Yeah, there you. Go. Yeah, see what the kids can do out there. The game really is meaningless. Maybe. We'll get some rumblings that maybe, you know, hopefully coming back soon. But then um, we've got a lot of games in January. January will be busy. Plenty of opportunities for Neymar to get back into action along with uh, the rest of his injured teammates. And then, yeah, like we said, February 16th, circle it on your calendar. PSG traveling to Barcelona for that one, for the first leg of the Champions League round of 16. All right, Mark, let's get out of here. How can people Twitter? Uh, they can follow me at MarkDamon1. Excellent, and I'm always at PSG Talk. Say hey. Make sure you subscribe, rate this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't, happy holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. And uh, we probably won't record it until the new year when there's something to talk about. So we'll, we'll have hopefully some transfers and some matches to talk about. Until then, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I'm for now.